Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, John Opaluski. Today, John, we look like uh, a gender reveal party, don't we? I, I, I'm i favoring the girl uh, baby and you're favoring the boy baby, it looks like. But uh, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. It's so nice visiting with you beforehand, uh, unpacking some s- stuff with you. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm encouraged, always encouraged by our conversations. Um, so yeah, I'm doing well. Good. I, I actually understood uh, something you taught and I've said it many times is that a burden shared is by definition, half as heavy. And, and I, it's one of the things that good friends get to do is I share my burdens with you. You share your burdens with me and things get lighter, you know, it's, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's good. And the, and the joys too. Absolutely. So right. today we're on, what was our podcast number today? I didn't look. Uh, it's uh, 209. 209. Wowzer. Okay. 208 episodes ago, we thought of this one now, evidently. So here, here we are at episode 209. What's it about? Uh, the title is called Leadership and Discernment. Uh, you know, like last, uh, the last episode 208 was supposed to be the last in a series that we've yeah. done entitled Leadership and. Uh, and yeah. so this series of pods has included leadership and communication, leadership and seismos moments, yeah. Uh, leadership and delegation, and then last week, leadership and soft skills. And I thought, well, yeah. we're we're done with that series, and uh, and uh, and then our teammate uh, yeah. Jamie Palavin presented some amazing content right. uh, from our blog on two more leadership and ideas. And I thought, well, you know what? Why don't we Why don't we just uh, take some of the material that Jamie produced, and we want to thank her in yeah. advance. Uh, yeah, for, for all of that, and and take the next two pods, and here's what we're going to talk about. Uh, uh, in two oh nine, it's leadership and discernment, and then yeah. in two ten, we're going to do uh, leadership and success. Oh wow! Okay, good, good. Yeah. Those, and it's funny because defining discernment. So we have the common language defining success. Those are there's whole books written on those on those words. So I look forward I to hope, it. Yeah, I hope we'll have some fun. Yeah. Um, so discernment, Jim, is is uh, it's a it's not a hot button for me. It's a concern for me. Yeah. Um, it, I think it can be overlooked. Yeah, um, it can be under it underutilized. Uh, uh, Merriam-Webster partially defines the word discernment this way as the ability to de- to detect with senses other than vision. Hmm. Okay. And I thought that was kind of a fascinating, yeah. you know, it's it's not what I see with my physical eyes. It's what I sense. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it's not always possible to look at something with your physical eyes and determine the goodness of it or the not so goodness of it. Yeah. Uh, the Apostle Paul in, <clears throat> in 1 Corinthians 12 calls us that discernment's a gift of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, and it lies outside of the realm of what we can detect with our human eyes. Um, and boy, I, Jim, I, I think, and I, I'm curious what you think about this. I think the development of discernment um, is such an important piece of the leadership yes. uh, skill set. Uh, I, I once described discernment as the shepherd's radar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
And uh, I, I think that's kind of <laughs> what I'm talking about. I, I, real quick, and then I want to hear your, your, your thoughts. My mom wasn't a pastor, but boy, did she have discernment. Right. <laughs> she knew every friend of mine that was no good immediately. Yeah, immediately, yeah. Every girlfriend of mine that was going to be trouble in my life. She yeah. instantaneously knew. And as a teenager, it it irritated me, you know, but yeah. as an adult, I'm so grateful yes. for yeah. her discernment. So what do, you, what do you think, Jim, about this I, idea? I think I, I like it because I, I think there is, there's a part of us that knows that, but we don't have the language for it. So why, why, why do you have a weird feeling? I don't know. I just do. I don't think we listen to that part or the people that have that part until later on. When I think of discernment, I, I think of, like you said, an older person versus a younger person. I don't think junior high schoolers have much discernment, but I've never met a grandmother who didn't. <laughs> but actually, when I was dating, this is years and years and years ago in Phoenix, I would take my dates. I was a chaplain at a nursing home. I would take my dates to the nursing home and they would they would size them up in a moment. And, the, you know, these beautiful, wonderful 90-year-old uh, Jewish widows from New York, you know, oh, Jimmy, oh, Jimmy, she's a tramp. Oh, Jimmy, oh, run for your life, Jimmy, you know? And and what was funny is they they weren't just, I thought they were being protected of me and they weren't being protected of me. They, just like your mother loved you, these women love me. And they're, I think that does engage something that that doesn't have language, but has conclusions. We, we might feel it when we walk up to a used car salesman or when we, you know, meet a a, a girl for the first time or whatever, or our, our kids, girls for the first time. It's, but it, to ignore it because there's no logical data that establishes like that's a, that's a bad idea. So I think I, I like that we're talking about it because I think it, when you talk about it, it gives it some sort of weight that uh, is necessary for leadership. Yeah. You know, um, I, we're very much in favor of the honing of leadership skills, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, listening to podcasts, reading books, you know, all yeah. of that, joining a cohort. But we want to encourage you also develop discernment um, yeah. because the church and the people you serve can benefit greatly from your developed, your honed yeah. sense of discernment. And, yeah. and I thought it would be good to talk about a few ways that that actually happens or how discernment actually helps uh, yeah. Does that sound like a good uh, plan here, Jim, to kind of yeah. talk into that a little bit? That's great. Yeah. So here's the first way I believe discernment helps. I think it offers protection. Yeah. Uh, it, it helps a leader see a wolf in sheep's clothing that could infiltrate their church. Yeah. Uh, Jamie relayed this story uh, uh, when her and her husband, Aaron, were pastoring, uh, lead pastoring uh, a church in the metro area here. Um, she she wrote this. She said, years ago, a man showed up at the church we were pastoring. He looked normal. I love that word. That, that, yeah. <laughs> that sentence. Um, nothing nefarious about him. My husband greeted him on his first Sunday at the church, and nothing seemed to miss during the conversation. But Aaron had this overwhelming sense that something mm. was off about the man and felt yeah. the Holy Spirit prompting him to address it. And so without exactly knowing why, Aaron said to the man, uh, well, I'm glad you're here with us today, but just know I'm on to you. Yeah. Wow. And uh, wow. and and he was bracing for backlash from this guy. And the guy said to the, the guy said this, well, then it's probably best I go elsewhere. Wow. You won't 
you won't see me again after today. Wow. It makes Anything. you wonder what the rest of that story is, right? Like what was really yeah. going on? I guess you don't need to know. You just know you dodged a bullet and you move forward. Right. And Jim, yeah. I think you and, and me can look into the past of our leadership and 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 we and we can identify times where we listen to that whisper in our spirit, yeah. caution, and yeah. we obeyed that and it's in it in it um served us well yes and then moments when we didn't listen to that voice yeah and we paid for it i i'd like yeah. your your thoughts on it. well the i can actually hear the voice I, I i in my head right now my heart i clearly know exactly what the voice of discernment sounds like it sounds like dina my wife's voice <laughs> she <laughs> i she is the discerning one and, and it's funny you know after all these years i've learned to really at first i thought all oh, you know, maybe this person reminds you of somebody who's hurt you in your past, or maybe you're insecure, or maybe you're jealous, or maybe you're, and and after three or four or five times of her being spot on, I, I started to say, hey, what do you think about this leader before I put them into leadership? What do you think about this situation before I make this decision? And now I really can't imagine a major decision being made or certainly a, a hiring or a firing being done without that because and i i jokingly say it sounds like my wife's voice but my wife really i don't think anybody on the planet loves me more and i and i think that's what activates that discernment that that pastor's radar is when we really love people we we really protect them we're really there's a part of us that's in tune to the enemy's plan and maybe we can't verbalize exactly why but if you ignored it once or twice or three times and paid the price you'll start to listen to it the fourth and fifth and sixth time i think about paul and uh, it was in Acts 16 with a woman saying, listen to this guy. He's a servant of the Most High God. So to tell you the way of salvation. Everything she's saying is right. And finally, after several days, he turns around and says, get out to the demon. But you yeah. say, what is that? Well, I, I, it wasn't that what she said was wrong or he didn't like women or he, you know, I won't listen to slaves. Something inside of him said where that's coming from is not from God. And he dealt with it. And if he hadn't been in the, the foundation of Philippi, it would have been a demoniac slave girl. Uh, as part of the church, so I'm. Mm. This is this is a big deal, and I'm. I, I've been rewarded by listening <laughs> to to those who have discernment many times. So so it protects us. It protects the people we yes. lead and we care yes. about. I mean, and, and you know, Jim, that that's true as a parent, right? I mean, yeah. God gives us discernment for our kids, and so this is this is not just a professional thing that we we use in our professional life no. it, it has impact all over the place it, so it offers protection secondly it gives us guidance um you know we when we tune into what the holy spirit is trying to say to us so often it's not just for us it's for yeah. other people to receive yes. wise counsel or good guidance to so situations that are complicated um or sometimes painful um i uh I was working with a church. Oh, Jim, I don't know. This was six, seven years ago. We were we were doing a consulting engagement journey with these uh, these individuals, and uh, we were about four months into the journey. It's a one year journey that we do with churches to help them get aligned, yeah. and yeah. Uh, we were working on the first piece of alignment for four months, and that was the vision. Uh, yeah. You know where did, where what was the end zone for this yeah. uh, particular church? And we had worked very hard. 
And uh, we're four months in, we start the meeting and we're getting ready to put the finishing touches on the vision script that we help them right. develop and celebrate that when yeah. the pastor bursts into tears. I mean, never happened to me before in a consulting. Yeah. Just start, and there's, there's about 10 people in the room and I didn't know what to do. Yeah. So I said, Lord, <clears throat> I don't, how should I handle this? I, this is yeah. new, new territory for me. And, uh, and I felt the Lord just drop in my heart, let this unfold, let him, let him cry. And yeah. so for three minutes, this guy wow. sobbed and wow. it felt like 30, but it was yeah. three minutes. And then he composed himself. And then I prayed again under my breath, Lord, now what? Yeah. And I just got the sense, ask him what that was about. Mm. And so I asked him and mm. he, he laid this on that team. He said, three years ago, we were in the same room, the same group of people with a different consultant. Yeah. And you all said you were on board. Mm. And the truth was none of you were. Wow. And you're telling me now, three years later, you're on board again. And I'm, right. I'm scared. And now yeah. the, rest of the group started crying right jim it, it was one of those moments mm. where and then the whole journey shifted with yeah. this church <laughs> it was this pivot point and i believe it was discernment that enabled that to happen so what do you, what do you think yeah. about this guidance piece of discernment jim yeah i i think it's brilliant i i again discerning what god's will is and then, and then operating as his hands and feet and voice, and that's that's the ball game, right? That is that is everything. It, it's funny too that 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 example, you know how how it manifested. You know, I I think my first reaction would be like, hey, hey, Bob, you okay? What's what's going on, man? You know what I mean? I would have my yeah. my mercy gift would have kicked in, not my discernment gift. I would have tried to you know comfort him. Hey, you guys know, let's get around and pray. Or oh, look how happy he is, <laughs> you know, or whatever. So to so to, to not do something, I, I think that's the point of that story for me is before you assume, just, just take a minute and just say, God, what, what's, what are you doing? What's happening? How can I, if, and if God says nothing, then maybe that's what you should do right now is nothing and let mm -hmm. that moment play out. So I, I think that's a great illustration. It, it, that could have been, that could have been glanced over in a mystery and unexplained. And he would have felt embarrassed and you know gave some excuse for it. Thought, Sorry, I just had a hard day. And, and it would have missed that pivotal moment in the history of the church. Yeah. Right. Huh. Yeah. So uh, here's the third way I think discernment helps us is with vision casting. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're leading a, a church, a, a business, it's impossible to know with 100% certainty what the future holds. Yeah. I've, uh, I just, yeah. you know, I don't know mm -hmm. how long it takes us to finally wake up to that. But, but, you yeah. know, if you haven't woken up to that, let us wake you up uh, today. Yeah. Uh, but here's the good news. God knows it. He knows the future. He uh, He can lead and guide us uh, and, mm -hmm. and actually help us understand what's said for us as yeah. an organization. You know, uh, yeah. Proverbs 19, where there's no vision, the people perish. Uh, I think yeah. it's Habakkuk chapter 3, write the vision down and make it plain. Yeah. Um, and so... I, I think we've talked a lot about vision on the podcast, Jim. It, to me, and, and Michael Hyatt says that one of the best ways I've ever heard it. He says, yeah. vision 
gives us something to align to. It's yeah. our our yeah. North Star. And yeah. And so it's so important. It's such an important piece of part, uh, a piece and part of leadership. Um, and it, and the good news is, is that God is willing to help us discern that. And and yeah. it's and I and I think about that this piece of it, Jim, is that initially it's the discerning of the leader, but ultimately it's the full discerning of the group. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, the, the, yeah, the lead yeah, pastor yeah. or the business owner brings, you know, 80% of that clarity, 85% in the in the group, the team, the leaders around that that person yeah. help to discern the other 15 to 20%. Does yes. that make sense? Yes. I well, I again I, I think you said it, but there's no man in the room smarter than every man in the room. Yeah, that's John uh, Maxwell. Excellent. Okay. Oh, he quotes you too. That's great. It's not just me. I'm oh. glad John's always stealing your best stuff, you know? Uh, yeah. So, but that, that's my thought is that it's, you know, to have that. Yeah. I, I think now too, the other thing that happens is now everyone's kind of put it through their heart, their discernment, their, what they see when they look at it. And now what yeah. comes out the other side, as long as it doesn't get muddied up and watered down, as long as it, right. it gets purified through that fire, then what a, what a great benefit to those you lead. To have and, and the other thing I think is there too is ownership. It isn't your vision; it's our vision now. We right. we put our hands on this, and we'll fight a lot harder for the things that are ours than the things that are yours. That's the way it works. Yeah, and I think yeah. it it gives the team opportunity to develop discernment. Yeah. I'm, I mean, think yeah. about yeah. think about a, a a staff where that is a highly highly developed skill. Um, yeah. I, I just think uh, I think about all of the uh, landmines that you could avoid, and yeah. um, and I just I just think it would be so much fun to operate uh, with that yeah. that kind of group. Well, and, and I I think too, John, that that you know sooner or later the fathers are gone and the sons become fathers. And there you go. Same thing with with daughters and and mothers and so forth. But that to mm. to be in a room where there was a discerner that told you what to do. What what happens then when the discerner is retired or gone? That's and right. the answer is that they're orphans. So yeah. sharing what you know in that environment to teach discernment as a, as a quality of a leader, I think is, you know, again, Jesus led with his absence in mind. I'm, right. I'm only going to be here for a short time. So you have to get what I, what I'm doing to the place where you can do it in my absence. And I, I think sometimes we lead with our strengths and we forget there's another generation of young people and, you know, the that's JV right. team needs to learn how to, how to hike a ball and throw it too. That's, that's part of, that's part of our responsibility in the body of Christ is to prepare our sons to be fathers. Yeah. And so it, it kind of begs this question uh, for yeah. me, Jim, is discernment yeah. something the Holy Spirit just imparts randomly and, and, or can we intentionally develop it? And I think the answer is yes. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's both. Yes. And so I'd like to talk uh, for just the the, la the rest of the time we have here, real quickly, about some yeah. practical ways we can actually develop this this important leadership skill. Yeah. Um, and this is going to be none of this is going to be revelatory, um, <laughs> but it's it's super practical. And if you're yeah. serious about developing it, here's some things you can do. Here's the first yeah. one: ask God. Yeah, <laughs> that's not hard. Yeah, ask God. <laughs> In Matthew chapter seven, Jesus teaches us to ask God for help. You know, he 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 tells us that God's a good father. Mm -hmm. He doesn't withhold good gifts from us. Yeah. And 
uh, and he will help you develop your shepherd's radar if you yeah. ask him. So yeah. just ask God, God, help yeah. me to grow in this this skill because I see how how important it is uh, right. to be a good pastor, to be a good leader, to care for people and, and protect uh, the flock from wolves so to speak yeah um yeah. and here's the second second one it's just keep asking so yeah. i don't ask just once <laughs> yeah <laughs> asking yeah. stay close to god i i think mm. the closer we are to his heart closer we are to him the easier it is to pick up his voice to pick up that warning that check uh, you know, and it's sometimes the check is you're about to say something in the, and you feel this like, don't go there. Right. Yeah. That's discernment. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think this is true in human relationships. You know, uh, when I know somebody really well, I, I can pick up on things they're communicating, even if it's body language, you know, mm -hmm. even if it's uh, quiet, I just know how to read them because I'm so close to them yeah so keep asking keep talking to god get close to him yeah. and you will learn to read him well yeah yeah beautiful yeah i i i just amen your sermon i, I think that's great john I, and i what we're talking about today is just this this gift that god gives us when we ask and and comes out of osmosis through relationship but but we're saving so many hours and so many tears and so many mm -hmm. bad endings by, by starting up front. I think about like Judas, you know, that he was so ambitious for the things that he loved more than God that, that it cost him everything. And I, I think that, you know, that's an, but it's an opportunity. Well, it's, it's not, it, you have to discern they're conning you. They're not for you. They're against you. They're using you. He goes back to the same group of people that talked him into it. And he says, I've sinned. They go, that's, that's your problem. We used you. And I, mm -hmm. I just, I think as a pastor, boy, be very careful. You're, you're to be utilized, but you're not to be used. God's given you a position and a platform and an authority that's not to be turned into somebody's, you know, multi-level marketing platform or, you know, those, the political platform or whatever it is. We are, to, we're here to serve the Lord and serve our people well. And so there's green pastures and still waters and, that's and funny. there's a lot of snakes between here and there. So discerning the right path and helping people. Yeah, I'm not calling people snakes. I'm saying in the world, there's so many things that'll hurt the people that we serve. We just have to be very focused on on doing what's best for them. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, but yeah, let me give you two more real quick, Jim. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, you know, read the word. Obviously, I mean, how many times have we heard that since we've been a, a believer? Yeah, yeah. But I, I think sometimes we overcomplicate discernment. Yeah, when it's literally screaming from the pages of the Bible. Yeah. His word still speaks. <laughs> yeah. So make sure you're reading and listening to it and then get quiet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yes. we live in a noisy world. Quiet is counter-cultural, I, I believe, in a lot of yeah. ways. Yeah, sure. It's interesting, you know, when Elijah was, uh, 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 you know, running away from Jezebel and uh, <laughs> yeah. he has this encounter with God and, and, and you know, there's this, wind great wind and god's not in this great yeah. wind and then there's an earthquake and god's not in the earthquake and there's a fire and god's not in the fire um suddenly all is silent 
and Elijah yeah. hears a, whis- a whisper. Yeah, yeah. And that's the voice of God. I, yeah. I heard some, I heard a preacher say just a few weeks ago, God rarely screams. Mm-hmm. He almost always whispers. Yeah. So, so sometimes discernment is ignoring all the stuff that's raging around us and listening for that small, quiet voice. Yeah. And it's not, and, and I want to say this, it is mm-hmm. not hard to hear that small, quiet voice. Yeah. Yeah. If we get quiet, God, I, I, I'll tell you, Jim, God will deliver yeah. in those moments and, and yeah. he will speak to us. He'll give us clarity. He'll help us to know what the correct thing is to do in, in a circumstance. He'll help us discern whether somebody's a good yeah. teammate or not. Yeah. Right. All of that. This finely tuned discernment can become one of your best friends. And so yeah. we want to encourage yeah. you as a leader to develop this most important skill set to protect the people you lead and serve, to protect yourself and yeah. uh, those you care about the most. Right on. John, let me, I'm just going to ask you one question. We're kind of off script here, but a, a pastor comes and says, I, I'm feeling pressured by a person, by a need, by a goal, by a family, by a series of families in my church. And I, and I, I'm having this, the sermon. I, I don't, I can't tell you why. <clears throat> I just don't feel a piece about it. What, What's what's the right thing to say to that need, to that family, to that teammate um, that that would help? Because I think I think I agree with everything you said, but now we have to put it to to use now, right? So do you say? I hear you going to say. How do you like to say? Well, I discern that you're demonic, and uh, I'm you know I'm going to cast a demon out of you, Act sixteen. I I don't think that's probably the right thing to say unless you're in a deacon's meeting. I'm just kidding, but I I think you know how do you how do you tell them? Do you say things like I need more time? To make a decision or I don't feel good about this or what would you say? I think sometimes you you need to say, I need, I need time to think that through, or maybe, you know, right away, yeah. you know, so don't, don't say, don't, don't say I need more time to think mm. that through when you know, right away. Now you might need some time just to think, uh, think about how do I deliver the message? Yeah. yeah. Um, but if, you know, you're quick on your feet. Um, so I'll give you a perfect example. I had yeah. somebody come to me, uh, was at our the church I was pastoring for three weeks and said so they wanted to start small groups. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, first of all, just in a practical sense, I would n- never do that. Right. But, yeah, but it was not just, it, there was something going on. And mm-hmm. so um, I said, well, tell me, and I just had the thought, tell me about, you know, where you came from. Yeah. And, you know, what, what was that like? And they told us about their last church and then it was a husband and wife. And then they proceeded to tell us about the last nine churches that they had attended <laughs> in the last 15 years. And so I didn't say, here's what I didn't say. I didn't say, are you kidding me? There's no way I would let you do that. That's not what I did. I, I said, you know, about this, how about you let us pastor you for mm-hmm. six months yeah. Let's get to know each other, and then, yeah. um, and then we can pick up the conversation. I didn't say in six months you could lead a small group. Nope. I didn't say nope. I didn't promise them anything other than in six months we'll yeah. revisit it and let's see let's see where we're at. They were gone in two weeks. They I was going to say, did you ever see them again? <laughs> right. So, right. so in that moment, you know, um, yeah. the experience part of me knew not a good idea. Yeah. The discernment part of me thought something's going on here. Right. right. And I wanted to probe that gently. So I did it gently. I, I wasn't, 
you know, the easy thing that the easy way to do it is to say, no way. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, no, we, we talk about pastoral flair. Yeah. And it's, it's that ability to speak the truth with lots of grace and yeah. lots of love. And uh, so I don't know if that's a good example. Or I think it's a great example. I, I love the wording. How, how about we you let you let us pastor you for six months versus stick around for six months. And if you're faithful, like like one, you're the, the deal is different. One is if you do this, then I'll let you do that. And the other one is let me let me get to know you. We're we're going to we're going to work in the capital of trust. And mm -hmm. we don't we don't currently share that. You don't you wouldn't trust us. You only know three weeks. How can you right. ask me to trust you? I've only known you for three weeks. So let's let's get to know each other before we decide to get married, and uh, and we'll mm -hmm. we'll go from there. Brilliant, John. Thank you as always. I love I love that you've had this career in business, this career, you know this this life of ministry, and now this this beautiful thing that Converge does of taking everything you've learned and making it so applicable. So I've never I, in my life I don't think I've ever heard a teaching on discernment in the church or in the business world. Or I, I tell you what, I think John Maxwell is going to steal this one too at some point when he hears it. You'll you'll we'll find out in the future. So God bless you, our, our watchers and listeners. Um, it's a joy. Um, you are a, a wonderful, a wonderful group of people that we enjoy serving. And if there's anything we can do for you this week, just convergecoach.com and press the button. Let's get together and talk. Either John or myself or somebody on the team, whoever's best qualified, whoever has the bandwidth to be most useful to you, we're going to hook you up with them and you can start talking for 30 minutes, no obligation, nothing. Just uh, And if you're like, huh, I wonder what's going on. Well, good, you're using your discernment, but you're already using this uh, this, this ability. Like, you know, I, I think if this is our first podcast, then maybe I'll write to go, let me just stick around and see what's going on. But this is 209, Nine. did you say? Yeah, 209. So maybe, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to take that step. We hope you do. And we were praying for you, cheering for you as you continue to lead from alignment.